We're at the end of another month, and I wanted to take the opportunity to thank everyone who stuck around and continued watching these videos or listening to these podcasts. Given that I'm sick at the moment, though you probably can't tell right now because I've got cough drops in my system, I'm getting fairly reflective on things due to illness, which I think is natural when our regular health patterns of life get interrupted, even in a minor way. Normally, having a cold is no big deal and not worth commenting on other than in passing, but given the situation today and how people react rather viscerally to any signs that you might not be well, it is worth commenting on. So, before I jump into today's topic, I just wanted to thank everyone who has wished me well or prayed for my health, and I wanted to publicly thank the patrons of this channel, because without their support, this channel would not have survived this long or grown as it has, so thank you very much. It is appreciated, and more than you can know. So now on to the topic of the day, and that topic is, well, a possible solution, one at least one proposed solution, to the growing civilizational meltdown that we're all seeing and the hostility we're seeing towards Catholics. It's worth mentioning that those who are opposed to the church and to the faith make no distinction about what liturgy you go to. For the most part, we all get lumped in together, this being a stumbling block to the utopia that the agents of chaos are seeking to build. This is why I'm continuously dumbfounded when I see Catholics endorsing the actions of the agents of chaos or their professed causes, and especially when I see Catholics repeating the official narrative about the actions of the agents of chaos. It's truly astonishing, and it makes me wonder just how far things have gone in the church. I used to talk about the signs of the apostasy that was foretold, but at this point, why bother? It's on full display, with many Catholics replacing their faith with faith in politics and the material world. It's something for us to consider, especially as this year continues to unfold towards a big political event towards the end of the year that I'm sure a lot of people have placed all their hopes on. But what I have for you today is, a, is one solution that I saw online. Now, I'm not endorsing it as a solution, nor am I condemning it. I'm going to simply report on the solution that is being promoted in the world now and give a couple thoughts on it at the end. It seems to be an alternative to the Benedict Option. Now, for the record, I'm familiar with the Benedict Option, and I'm not a fan. Mostly because, one, I think it's naive, and two, I don't think highly of anyone who found Catholicism too hard but still makes a living lecturing Catholics after they've embraced schism, which is what the author of that book did. It's kind of a deal-breaker for me, but I do know the basics of the idea, and the idea I'm going to outline for you comes from Brother Bugnolo of From Rome. Now, I can't quote the article extensively because he writes much more rhetorically forcefully than I can here. And that's unfortunate, not, you know, for his own website, but because of, you know, trying to use the material. But his idea is basically this. His alternative to the Benedict option requires that Catholic men cease being, well, weak and embrace the troubles we have, not by fleeing in fear, not by succumbing to the demands of Caesar, but by getting physically ready for what is inevitably coming. He describes Dreher's option as naive and rejects it on the grounds that most of the problems we have in life come from our own pride, and we cling to sin due to pride and concupiscence. In other words, if we're not at least pursuing sanctity and living lives of virtue, then these problems will persist and follow us everywhere. His alternative, whose name would probably upset our lovely hosts, but which I'll call the Catholic warrior option, is to paraphrase and partially quote but Brother Bignolo, one in which the Catholic man dedicates himself to the life of the Catholic warrior in every aspect of his life. This option is a true path to virtue, because it involves fulfilling one's duties, in accord with one's stated life, while confronting the sources of his own personal temptations and failings head-on, his pride to seek to live for himself alone. The um, Catholic warrior option proposes that the Catholic man start, stop talking about being a man and masculine and start actually acting like a warrior for the faith. That he stop complaining about the problems of the world and start solving them. 
And since all the problems in the world right now are arriving and concentrating in one kind of obvious thing, it is that problem, first of all, which needs to be solved. And its solution, which represents the battle of the Catholic men, must pledge themselves to with all the vigor, courage, faith, and zeal of the warriors of old. And my paraphrasing semi-quote of him. Now, one of my big problems with many in the Catholic traditionalist sphere is this weird idea that we are supposed to be passive. It's a distortion of the idea of turning the other cheek. There are numerous examples of this warrior spirit that the normal everyday Catholic embraced, and most notably in the Vendée, and that comes from the modern era. Early modern, but the modern era. They weren't passive, and they didn't merely allow themselves to be subjugated by the demonic forces of their day, either. They put up a fight, and we remember them to this day for it. But Brother Brignolo asks what the problems of the world are. He describes them as the subjugation of the human race by a satanic technocracy that promotes fear. It is run by fraudulent types who have the same predilections as McCarrick did, and who use those predilections for power. All aspects of the power hierarchy are part of the problem, and they have no love for any of us, whether it's in the private business sphere, governments, or in the NGOs that the church is busy sucking up to. The world is against the faith, and we forget that all too often. We place our hopes on well-meaning politicians to save us from this satanic technocracy, and in the end they always fail to live up to our expectations. Brother Bagnolo outlines five aspects of his solution. They are, one, founding Catholic political parties faithful to Christ in every nation. Two, founding Catholic institutions, whether they're churches, banks, schools, independent seminaries, etc., in every nation, which opposes the satanic technocracy and the Novus Ordo Seclorum. Three, founding Catholic corporations in every sector of the economy who do the same. Four, founding secured Catholic communities in the countryside in every nation to be the centers of the activities that he outlines in points one, two, three, and five. And five, establishing, shall we say, training centers to prepare the general Catholic male population physically as, so as to be prepared to to stand up for fellow Catholics in the coming push to uh, get rid of those who resist the Novus Ordo Seclorum. He issues this idea as a challenge to everyone who only talks about the problem but doesn't offer the solution. My only point of breaking with this is point five, which I had to really sanitize for this platform because it would look like to an outsider as a call to the kind of activity that gets you a new friend that you don't know about from a federal agency. But the idea in general is the establishment of parallel institutions that run counter to the institutions of the secular world, ones that are now supposed to serve Catholics. As both major political parties have failed Catholics and taken us for granted, and as businesses will cater to all kinds of bad ideas, but never to our needs except for selling fish sandwiches during Lent. Now, I read this proposal on Laramie Hirsch's Anvil and Forge blog, where he reposted the article with Brother Bugnola's permission. Laramie has given me articles in the past that I've used for videos, and this one I thought would be of interest to the audience, especially in a slow news week like ours. He added an addendum when, posted, when he posted it, recommending the book The Heretics of, of St. Pacenti, which he linked to on his blog. It illustrates the idea in action and the future that Laramie thinks is in store for Catholic men. It might be worth checking out. Like I said, I'm not endorsing the idea, nor am I condemning it. I have my hang-ups with it, as I'm sure some of you do, but let me know your thoughts on the idea. We need to, you know, at least start talking about solutions and, you know, weighing their merits and demerits on each. People have asked for solutions to what's going on, and I'm here today to at least offer one. Brother Bugnolo compares it to the things Chesterton and the Distributist recommended, while he erroneously calls Chesterton a socialist, which is a pet peeve of mine. <sighs> Anyway, what he was referring to is the idea of Father McNabb, a friend of Chesterton's, who wrote a book everyone should read called Flee to the Fields. 
I'm going to quote something Dr. Chosnowski said in a short review he did of that book for the Distributist Review, where he describes the Catholic land movement, which is at the heart of what Father Vincent McNabb was promoting. Father McNabb was a Dominican priest, by the way, back in the in London at, during the, uh, the time of Chesterton and Belloc. McNabb was convinced that urban life and modern industrialism were the cause of our decay. Now, quoting Dr. Chosnowski, quote, The primary goal of the Catholic land movement was to provide skills, education, and financial aid to families committed to an integrally Catholic life, and to producing food and primary goods for their own sustenance. Belloc speaks to the paradoxes and unresolved tensions that pervade this compilation of essays. He points out that a reinvigoration of society can only be realized if the power of the state is dedicated to the common good, rather than the private good of those who finance the rulers of the state. Belloc also emphasizes a point that evades most contemporary political thinkers. The problem with our own times is that the state has been handed over to private interests. Thus, it's counterintuitive to believe that those who have access to the halls of political power will ever countenance a situation that jeopardizes their monopoly on the state's resources, end quote. And that is at the heart of what Brother Brugnola points out in his piece, which is much more rhetorically forceful than how I presented it here. So I suggest you read it at either From Rome or on Anvil and Forge. And that problem is this. The apparatuses of the state are in the hands of peoples and organizations who don't care about the common good. They'll push solutions to the affliction that might have serious consequences for those who use them or have them imposed on them and not care because the apparatuses of this state are in the hands of people who personally profit from it. This is, by the way, what is central to Vigano's letter that went viral earlier this month. Anyway, that's enough for me. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments and please pray for the church. Let's try to get a discussion going about solutions to our problems that don't just involve embracing the same system that has no room for us. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.